The 10pence arcade podcast is sponsored by Retro Games Pie. Get out of emulation and into the real arcade with Retro Games Pie. Arcade game hire for public events and private parties. With regular free community-led meetings throughout the year, there ain't no party like a Retro Games Pie. Visit the website at www.retrogamespie.co.uk and get involved. Hello, welcome to the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast. I'm Alex Curley, aka Chucky Ick. And my name is Victor Marland, aka Vertvic. How are you doing, Vic? Well, not so bad, mate. How are you doing? Oh, enjoying the beautiful day it was today. It is. We've had a bit of sunshine in the UK for a change. Yeah. Yesterday, where were we? We were down in Somerset yesterday. Somerset. And it's called Somerset because you can't live there any other time apart from the summer. <laughs> it didn't seem like... Uh... Somerset did it. It seemed like a, 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 a film shot out of uh, Lord of the Rings. It was all marshes, marshland, and water. Middle Earth, yeah. yeah everything, Middle Earth. Everything has been flooded there for the past few months. I mean, they've had a lot of problems with it. And we drove down there for a reason we'll tell you about in a minute uh, to see someone. And we drove through quite a lot of flooded areas, didn't we? Oh, it's awful. We risked life and limb for this podcast. My little arcade van. Which hasn't got uh, aquatic abilities, has it? No. But it got through it in the end. We went there because we were going to interview a fellow arcade collector on the forum known as Muddy Music. To us, he's known as Ollie. And um, he's got an amazing collection of classic, dedicated arcade machines. Most of them driving machines, actually, weren't they? Yep, yep. And we'll... No more. Tell them no more. We will be airing this in about two weeks' time, I expect, when I've edited it and got it all ready. But we had a blast down there. Ollie looked after us. He's very decent to us. Bought us lunch. Very nice. A couple yeah. of pints. Yeah. Uh, we played his arcade games. I found a love for a game I'd never played before, which we'll probably get onto when we air the podcast. But we had a good time. Absolutely brilliant. Well worth the effort to three hours drive there and back, wasn't well, it? Definitely, yeah. We want more of those. When we were at Ollie's, uh, he also showed us his, his collection, obviously, and two of his machines, his favourites, he has in the house, in his office there. Where he's supposed to do some work. I bet a lot of that goes on, yeah, right. Yeah, he's pretty uh, good at some of those games, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. The Donkey Kong he had there, he's getting good at We had a quick blast, and we're both rubbish at it, haven't played it for a while. Mm. But he's got an Egret 3 there, which is a Japanese candy cab, which I really like. Taito makes some good machines as well as games. And he's got a game in there called Parasol Stars, which never actually came out in the arcade. And what he's got is an interface for PC Engine, which is a console, mm. Japanese console, which plays Parasol Stars. And it's sort of the, the unofficial. Bubble Bubble 3 yeah. that came out in the line. It never came out in the arcade. No, it didn't. Well, I think there was... People may have played it in the arcade, but it was like a prototype. This thing is like an interface board. It's like a one-off that plays this game, and it, it absolutely looks magnificent on a big screen because these machines have got 29-inch monitors, and it, it looks just the part. You would not know it was a console game. It that plays so well. And I had a quick go of it, and, I, and that's not the kind of game I like. I really enjoyed it. See, I didn't know all of that. I didn't know they used a PC engine inside an actual game. Yeah, I think I think play. some of the Japanese you know, used it as well, because there's a lot of really, really, really cool games on the PC yeah, engine. Yeah, so now I know why people collect PC engine. I never saw yeah. the you know the fascination with it, to be honest with you. We'll have a night around my place playing PC engine, because I've got, I've got an yeah. EverDrive for it with all the games yeah. on. So there's games like Super Star Soldier, which is absolutely brilliant. It never came out, as far as I know, on any other console mm. or any arcades. And it's it's crying out for an arcade make of it. And yeah. what I might do myself is actually make uh, an adapter board for a jammer and put my PC engine in it as yeah. well, because I've got one for my Dreamcast. The so. only mem- memories I have is that little 
PC Engine, the sort of portable black thing that looks like a little radio or PC Engine TV. GT, yeah. Tiny little thing. Yeah, and, and yeah. I wasn't that impressed with that at all at the time. The screens on them are not very good. I used to have one. The screens aren't very good at all, but the games are amazing. Exactly yeah. the same games on a tiny screen. So you use the same cartridges on that for... Yeah, yeah, Who Cards. Uh, the, the American version was called a Turbo Graphics. And it, Turbo you've got to have a different yeah. machine or a converter for them as well. But yeah, they, they're really Actually, good. Nintendo do a lot of those, don't they? You can download them onto their virtual console. Yes, you can. A lot of those. Uh... That's probably the best way of playing them, actually, if you haven't yeah. got a PC and you play them on a, on a, on a oh, Wii. Yeah. Do that, yeah. yeah, absolutely brilliant. So I'll that'd be a, a future project for me, actually, making a, a PC Engine converter for Jammer. Because oh. my middle machine, I've, I've got a Dreamcast in there at the moment. She usually plays Street Fighter 3 Third Strike or Soul Calibur because I love that game. Yeah, is that game that he's got then, Parasol Stars, quite a rare one then? No, not at all. On a Who card, you can get it anywhere. Oh, okay. Get it anywhere, mate. You know, it's not a problem yeah. at all. A couple of quid if you're in Japan, it wouldn't yeah. cost much at all. I also did a bit more console and stuff. I know this isn't the console podcast. I, I whipped out my Famicom, which is a Japanese NES. People probably know that already. And popped a bunch of ROMs on my EverDrive, which is like a smart card. You can put as many ROMs as you like on it and play it on the proper hardware then you don't have to buy the games. But I have got a bunch of games I bought from Japan as well. I played Contra, Russian Attack, mm. Green Bray to us. A bit of Rolling Thunder, believe it or not, even though I hate the game. A bit of Star Force, another cool arcade conversion. And an absolute gem I'd never played before when I found it, a game called Kickle Cubicle. And it plays rather like Pengo, or Don't Pull on the arcade version. And it was an absolute joy. And I'm going to put... I've got an emulator on my arcade cab that I play my main games on anyway. There's a, there's a NES emulator on there. I'm going to put it on there and play it on there because it's an absolute brilliant game. you never played it before, have you? No, you know, I'm going to have to go and buy it now, don't you? You probably will, yeah. I bet it's got really cool art as well. It's such yeah. a cutesy little game. and it's, yeah. a, it's a sort of a puzzler crossed with Pengo. Right. Was it released in Europe as well? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. You can get it on the NES. As okay. far as I know, yeah, it's a common game, but I've never played it before. Absolutely brilliant. Because my machine, my, my Naomi, I play Marla, which is the, the front end for MAME I use. You can play different emulators on it. And I've got SNES, Mega Drive, NES on there. Mm. I haven't quite done PC Engine, but I might just do that for emulation. And I can also play PC games on there. So I play Geometry Wars on there. That's an absolute brilliant game, crying out for an arcade port, which yeah. is what I've done myself. On to the arcade news. There's not a, lot, a great deal of news going on at the moment. But the South Coast Slam is uh, coming upon us quite soon, in April. April. I think it's the third week of April, isn't it? Yeah. I'm still bummed I can't go, because I'm on holiday. Yeah. And you will have to send me pictures while you're there. I want yeah. some reports going on. Well, I'm taking my Donkey Kong down there, so... Oh, awesome. Excellent. Which Bit of a will probably be the last time I will actually exhibit any of my machines, because they'll all be pretty much restored after that. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to get them scratched no. and stuff then, yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. On the Saturday, we went to see Ollie this Saturday... There was a, a function up in Leeds, the video game market uh, event that was going on. I'd look on some of the forums, and I think there was it, it looked really good. There was a lot of people turned up, which was a bit of a problem, because I think it was very, very crowded. I didn't think they realised how popular it was going to be. Mm. And a lot of people turned up, and there was queues out the door to get in. Yeah. And a few people were a bit, bit annoyed about that. But it's their first event, so we'll forgive that, I think. I think next time they may rethink the, the event size, so get more people in there. Yeah, but it sounded good. Yeah, because they were advertising the fact that they, you know, they were letting in people to trade their old stuff. Yeah, you could take old consoles along and trade. Yeah, absolutely. Which sounds like a great idea. So trying to put all that on eBay. Yeah, the Nerg boys were there. The North East yeah. Retro Gaming they guys. Arcades there, didn't they? Yeah, I saw some arcade machines there for winners people people to play. Pretty good. The Nerg event is going to be held on Saturday the fifth of July, half ten in the morning till seven at night, and Sunday sixth of July. 
10.30 in the morning till 5 at night. They're boasting 200 machines to play, with 100 of them being arcade games and 50-plus pinballs. Where's this thing? In Gateshead, Gateshead. Up, in, up north, yeah. Right. So if we've I've not got anything on, I think we should go to that. It yeah. sounds pretty good. I couldn't go last year because I was in America. Yeah, never been to no. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be pretty good. So what into that. Another bit of news involves us. We won't be doing the podcast anymore. <laughs> Only not weekly. We're going to be doing it bi-weekly from now on. Yeah. I think it will give us more time to play the actual games, because we're quite busy guys with our families and lives and jobs and all this sort of stuff. It will give us a bit more time to play the games, a bit more time to actually restore our machines, because we're both into trying to get into a bit more restoration at the moment. Yeah. More time to buy stuff and report on it and get some more arcade news and more of you lot giving us feedback. Yeah, we're just finding it really hard at the moment to uh, just get the time to write things down and yeah. to talk about. Especially when we went things. to see Ollie on Saturday. It took most of the yeah. day getting there, doing the interview, playing games and coming back. And we haven't got a lot of time to do it. We tried to record on Sunday. I remix it and mm. muck about with it and edit it on Monday. Listen to it on Tuesday in the daytime, make sure there's no errors and I'll get it out Tuesday night. And we're trying to do that, but every two weeks from now on, rather than every week. Yeah. I think it gives us a bit more time yeah, to get things done. Less pressure on us, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Some of the some of the guys in America do them every month, and that's not a problem. Yeah. But their their, their production quality is a bit higher than ours because mm. I think they're used to the the sound effects and all that sort of gear, yeah. which we're not so much. But still, every two weeks from now on, guys. Yeah, we want to keep it regular still, though. Don't yeah. We? Not not monthly. So. And every now and again, we'll slip a, a sneaky one in if we do. Maybe an interview, yeah, or maybe a video podcast that yeah. might be coming up soon as well. Hopefully, that'll be going soon of our games room and stuff. Listener feedback following up last week's disastrous game Megazone. We've got a classic this week. Yeah, we have to us anyway because I think we've got a bit of a nostalgia trip with this as well. Yeah, yeah. I have actually. You haven't, but this was a game I played back in the day. Yeah. But talking about bum games, Megazone, a guy called Tronads mm. off the Jammer Plus forums that we use got in touch and he was inspired to play Megazone again because he's quite a regular on this game, I think. Even after me repeatedly hitting that game with a stick, he replayed it again and got 360,000 points on it. He must have looped it. I think he looped it twice, he said. I, th I think he's actually the main world champion. Twin Galaxy Brilliant. World Champion on it. He's, he's really good at this game. I think he's quite good at quite a few games well as well. Done, mate. That's a classic. Very well done well for done. sticking with that horrible game. Do you know what? I played a few games today on my Naomi, on Main, and I played Megazone again. Seriously, right? Well, I thought you didn't like it. I was high as a kite, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> no, I played it again to see what it was like on a proper cab, because I was playing it on my joystick yeah. on a PC, and I actually got a little bit further. Yeah, and I, I took the left-handed route uh -huh. If you go to the left when you go up to the, the split, the screen scrolls left yes. and you go a different version. I, thought, I got about 30-odd thousand, oh, well, so I doubled my score. Yeah. I still hated it, mind. I hated it. Yeah, awful game. <laughs> Sean Holly, who actually recommended that game, it was me, I suppose, but he sort of gave me the recommendation, he got up to 94,000 points. What's wrong with these Top guys? School. Top score. I don't think it's a bad game. You know, I think you should just per persevere with it because it does get better as you get further on. Shut up. No, right. it's not. See, I don't agree with it. No, no convincing this nope. guy, is Absolutely it? not. Anyway, good on you guys for persevering with it, and I'm glad you like it. It's yeah. It's got you inspired to play a game that you may not have come back to yeah. over all this time. Anthony Graham, our resident video photographer, sound guy, God, 
he's the guy who suggested a competition between the two of us at the opening of the RGP arcade. He was saying to get a bunch of machines that we've never really played that much on before, and we'll have three goes each of each machine, however many we're going to do, five or ten games maybe, and see who's the winner out of both of us. And you jokingly said... Bottle of whiskey. Bottle of whiskey for a prize. Yeah. Guess what he's offered up? Single malt. No. It's, <laughs> it's not, but it's a bottle of whiskey as a prize. He's also going to donate 20 quid to a charity of our choosing, whoever wins. Oh, that's cool. So thank you for that, That's absolutely yeah, brilliant. Thanks, thanks Gives a bit of an incentive to play it. Yeah. And if I win the whiskey, which is obviously going to happen... You give it to me. No, I'll auction it off for charity <laughs> again. You swine. Anthony Graham also gave me a bit of a heart attack last week. Anthony reported soon after I let the, the podcast loose on the internet, it was cutting out on 21 minutes. I was about to go to bed at this time. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, what have I done wrong? Oh, yeah, no, no. me with that. Yeah, funny. I was really worried. And I went on there and listened to my recording that's on my hard drive, listened to the recording on the internet, on the, the website, and it was fine. And everyone yeah. else reported it. It was actually a problem with his computer. Yeah. So cheers, Anthony, for giving me a heart attack. But all was good. All was I good. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Dave, by the way. I didn't get much feedback on that. but uh... I had a little bit. Yeah. And people did like it. Yeah, yeah. it was good. For the challenge that's going to go on at the IGP between the two of us, we need people to choose five, maybe ten games from the list that's on the IGP website for games for us to play on proper cabs. We're going to have three goes each. They can be quite obscure games, whether it's driving, shooting, whatever, we don't mind. We'll, we'll play them. You know, even if we're complete noobs at the game, never played it before, we'll have a go at it. It's sort of like a skill thing. We get three turns only, and then whoever wins will get a point, and then whoever wins the most games at the end will win the prize. The list at the RGP place is getting bigger and bigger as we go on as well. So keep going back there and have a look at games that's been being put up at the moment. Because they, they bought a load last week, I think, as well. Yeah. It's been on Twitter and all sorts of stuff. There, they? Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. That's going ahead they're then. Excellent. They're going in. They're moving in. Wow. Awesome. So it's very, very exciting. Yeah. Can't wait for that. We've also had some feedback from Rob from the Retro Junkies podcast. Well, the Retro Junkies network, actually. They do a bunch of podcasts. He replied to an email I sent him informing him of our podcast, and he likes it, which is brilliant. He also mentioned about helping us help him promote each other. So go and listen to Retro Junkies podcast, everyone. It's www.theretrojunkies.com. Check out their site. They have subsections on video games, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, retro toys, and there's a load of discussion forums there as well. They also link to a load of other podcasts we talked about last week. Cool. Thanks for that, guys. Yeah, cheers, guys. That's brilliant. I'm actually going to start listening to their Retro Thought Pod at work on Monday. They've had 10 episodes so far. I'm not sure what it entails, actually, but it's got the word retro in it, so I'm going to go for it. The guy we talked about the other week with a funny name, Six Toe. Yes, the mutant. He must be a mutant. <laughs> He's the guy who runs System16.com, so we have to give him a bit of respect for that. It's a brilliant site. He actually mentioned about bees. Remember last week I said bees are always yeah. real swinding, they're always evil things. He said there are some good bees, which I thought, oh, hey, what's going on here? What about Twin Bee? Swimby. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's your he's your main man, isn't he? Might not be a good bee. He's definitely not a bad bee, I don't think, or an evil bee. Someone, I can't remember who, sorry, whoever did it, also recommended the games Looping and Eyes for our playlist. Eyes, now I've heard of this. I've one. heard of Eyes. Yeah, I got it mixed, podcast. I got sure. it mixed up with Scrambled Egg, where you yeah. throw your eyes at the bad guys. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to look into it and we'll have a look. I think of Eyes. I think of iRobot. Um, it's it's one close to your heart, isn't it? Yes. But we're going to add them to the list anyway. What did what did I give you today? I've, Think about that. I've received from the deepest depths of uh, Richmond upon Thames. <laughs> <laughs> you said Hounslow. It's actually yeah. Wit and I live. My bar top. 
Thanks very much, Vic. Yeah, I mean, you've been putting it everywhere. Twitter, what? Facebook. You've been, you've been putting it about. Putting, putting what everywhere? <laughs> you've been putting it about. I, I saw all the pictures on, on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, I tweeted it. Yeah, people like it, which is nice. And we had a yeah. quick game of, of our game of the week a minute ago. A couple of people asked me, is it for sale? Really? I thought I might flip it. <laughs> you probably won't. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. I haven't had much chance to play it yet. I've been playing the game of the week, which is Rescue. And yeah, yeah, I've already cool. beaten my old score on it. Excellent. So. Can't be bad. That's what we it? want, mate. Yeah, that's exactly what we mm. want. Someone else mentioned, I think it was Sean Holly actually, mentioned they played Rescue. They never played it before, and they got mixed up with Lunar Rescue, which is yeah. a, an old Taito game on Space Invaders hardware, which is very similar to Space Launcher. Yeah, it's think... almost exactly the same game. Yeah, there was another Rescue in the name of another game as well, wasn't there? I think there sure. is, yeah. There's a load of, of games with Rescue not, in the title. Not many people have heard of this game. They, they always get it mixed. It's like people get Lunar Lander mixed yeah. up with Lunar Rescue as well. Yeah. But it's Rescue. And he played the game. I don't think he was that impressed with it, actually, because he was no. playing it on a 360, an Xbox 360 controller, which only got the thumb, the analogue thumb mm. pads. And you need joysticks, really. You do. It's definitely a joystick game. It'd be like playing Robotron with two thumb pads, wouldn't it, rather than two joysticks. It just yeah. doesn't work. I so you can get used to it after a while, but it's definitely definitely need two sticks to play it. I think it's better. You've got more movement, yeah. I think, rather than just, just thumbs. Tap, especially picking up the... Uh, the guys, yeah. ...out yeah. of the water. You yeah. just need to tap that stick. Absolutely one notch just to get them otherwise you can go away in the water get it in a cab get it played yeah that's the best way to play it and on to the game of the week which is rescue how cool is it that's very cool by stern Absolutely, we, we really like this game. Uh, we really like this game. You've been really lucky enough to play the machine, haven't you? The actual dedicated. Yes, in America, in so GameSpot. Yes. At GameSpot, yeah. yeah. This game, as you said, was released by Stern in 1983. It uses a Konami 36 adapter, slightly modified, because you use two joysticks, player one joystick, player two joystick, yeah. and the bomb button. It was programmed by a guy called Chris Oberth, mm. who's sadly not with us anymore. He died last year uh, in 2012. Mm. He also made some wicked games. He made a game Anteater, which yeah. is a really cool game, I think for Stern as well. Minefield, which yeah. is a very similar game to yes. Rescue. Almost exactly the same, but kind of opposite. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Tasmania, which I used to play in a chip shop in rugby when I was a kid. Don't remember. Oh, really good. You have to play it on your cab or get it on your cab for you. Yeah. It's really good. And a game called Armoured Car, which I'm familiar with. Mm. I can't remember quite, but I'll have to get onto that. He also made a bunch of games for the Apple II back in the Apple II days and the the, the eight bit games. He's an American guy, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I looked on his on his um, discography of the games he made, and he made a bunch of games. He was really prolific in the eighties. This guy, so sadly he's not with us anymore. Made a, a made a load of games. Yeah, these games, well, especially Rescue, hold quite a special place in our heart because you. Well, I played this back in the day. I must have been about thirteen. This was in my local arcade, and I I absolutely loved it. And it must have been there for a couple of years. And then, you know, you get out, you grow up, you get out of arcades, you get into music and women and what have you, you forget all about it. And then as you get older, you start remembering, oh, I remember that game. What was that game called? But I could not remember the name of it. Yeah. I remember, I tried describing this to people. And they kept coming out with Choplifter. And it, no, it's not Choplifter. They think you're mad, don't they? Think, yeah. They seem to think you're making it up. Yeah, it wasn't side-scrolling. You could shoot up through your rotor blades. What? Shoot for your rotor blades, doesn't sound right, but yeah, no, it was no one could remember this game until I met you, which is funny enough. Yeah, yeah, because the first time I went around to your place, you had it running on one of your cabs, yeah, and I was like, Oh my god, this is the game I used to play back in the day. And you said, This is Rescue, 
God, this is it. I'd forgotten for all those years. must be 10, 15 years I'd forgotten about this game, the name of it anyway. And I came along. Yeah, and you had it. And you had the actual board, which was even better, which you got from where, Vic? Well, I got it from the Isle of Wight. And yeah. It's a bit of a mistake, to be honest with you. It was fake, me finding this game. Mm. I went to the Isle of Wight, and there's an arcade there called Arcadia. And it's run by a guy, Richard Booth. And I got talking to the guy. I think I bought a cab already, or it might have been before that. And I was in, I was in the back room there. We had all the boards and the parts and fruit machine parts, all this sort of stuff, all these spares. And I was sort of talking about, oh, I want to buy some boards. So I've got loads that you can look at. So I was looking at some of the boards, and one sort of caught my eye. I thought, oh, that's a scramble. It's Konami. Yeah. It's quite obvious it's, a, it's Konami hardware. It's a two-layer board. It's got Konami written on it. And I thought, oh, excellent. That's a, that's a Konami board. It's going to be scramble or maybe Frogger or something like that. Mm. A game that I like. So I like a lot of the, the Konami games. Yeah. Oh, how much do you want for that? Do you know if it works? He said, I don't know if it works. It's probably a scramble. Give us 20 quid for it. 20 quid. No problem. So I handed him 20 quid. Took a bit of a punt because it might have been yeah. junk before I knew. Took it home. I already had a Konami 36 adapter because that, that does for a lot of different games on the Konami side. Plugged it on in and it came at rescue. I'd never seen it before. Then what's this? And sort of got the hang of the controls, the two-player controls, and looked it up on MAME and all sort of stuff. And it was yeah, a brilliant game. It. I yeah. really liked it. And it stayed in the cab for a long time. Yeah. So I played it quite, 20 quite often. 20 quid. There's one on eBay at the moment. This is the first time I've had a search for that game yeah. for the last four yeah. years. Because I, I I know I haven't got a jammer cab, but it was always a game I always wanted to get. Absolutely. And I forgot I still had to search for it up on eBay. And here it comes up. It's up for about £200. Oh, really? In America. Wow. Yeah. Working. It's, it's not a, I've never, ever seen the cab for sale. I've played no. one in Funspot because I've got that and Minefield next door to it, which yeah. is a very similar game in a similar cab. It's sort of, I think Minefield came a little yeah, bit before. Because I remember when you went over to, to see that uh, Funspot, you went over there to, to go there, and I said to you, make sure you play Rescue. I want to I hear all about it, you know, because it's the game I really want to hear about. And you said to me, oh, I think the, the bomb button's on top of the joystick. And then when you got there, it wasn't. It was on the side. Yeah. The game uses two joysticks. The left joystick, it's very like Robotron. The left joystick controls your helicopter. You're in a helicopter. It's a vertical game. You use the left stick to move your helicopter around and the right one to fire in eight directions. Mm. And you can move in eight directions. But there's also a bomb on your right thumb on that side. It's not on the stick. No, it isn't. It's right. on. It's actually on a button. And that gives you a, a missile thought, you can yeah. fire straight down into yeah. the water. The screen is split up into sort of two parts. There's the top part, which is the sky, which is lovely parallax scrolling for the day as well. It's quite unusual yeah. seeing that back then. And the bottom is is the sea. And the idea is that these little guys fall out of the sky into the water, and you've got to go and rescue them. They're in shoots, parachutes. Yeah, yeah. And they fall into the water, and they stay. They sort of swim around the water, saying "Help, help, help!" And you've got to pick mm. them up. You get very, very close to them. But not into the water. If you mm. stuff your plane into the water, you will die. That's yeah. one of one of the many ways you could die in this but game. For some reason, there's other helicopters trying to shoot you down while you're trying to rescue the other people. Enemies. They must be evil. They Russians. are. They are. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, can't say that. <laughs> they're, they're an unknown enemy sort. <laughs> we'll sweat it that way. It's the Russians. <laughs> I'll have to edit that out. <laughs> There's, as you say, there's other there's other helicopters trying to shoot you and get you. Uh, you start off the first level with one helicopter. Yeah. And these helicopters are really fast and really accurate. Mm. And they get you a lot. They're yeah. swines for it. But if you shoot them down, you get a little bit of time while they come into the the, the, the background yeah. and into your into your foreground. And in that time, it's the best time to get you, well, get you can, down you and get the guys. You can position yourself directly underneath and shoot up. So you can shoot up through your sort of 
rotor blades yes and hit them directly above you but as soon as they get hit they come falling down so you've got to move out of the way because you if they hit you obviously you'll take well. you out as well yeah yeah there's a few ways of dying in this game you can get hit by their bullets and their bullets are one pixel little yeah. yellow pixels and that's the probably the only bad point i can find about this game because the rest yes. of the game is brilliant is the bullets are very very small and sometimes they get mixed up in the background yeah and they're very quick if you've got bad eyesight this game will, you'll struggle with you've got no chance no you've got a big magnifying glass in front of the screen <laughs> yeah but yeah you can get hit by the bullet their bullets and these guys are fast as well if you stuff your helicopter in the water you die in the later levels there's things shooting around on the surface of the mm. water and also a submarine that pops up and yeah. they all shoot at you. Yeah. And there's also a damned shark in the water after yeah. level two, who, if you don't shoot him straight away, he'll eat your guy, yeah. and then you've got to wait for another guy to come out of the sky. Do you know what I like about those bits is the sound. I love the sound of the rotor blades going... As they get hit. Yeah. You know, it's a different sound from when they're going along, and when you yeah. shoot another helicopter, you get that... Yeah, it's very And then cool. they hit the water, and you get like a little splash, which is really cool. As I said, the extra button is for bomb. And the only thing the bomb will kill, I think, is the, the speedboats on level four and above, is it? Yeah. And also the sub that pops out of the, the no, water. Uh, no, the, the bomb doesn't kill the speedboats. Speed it's it just not? your fire. Okay. Because I tried that earlier tonight. Ah, right, okay. And I thought, why is it? But it's, it just goes straight through. The them. bomb will only kill the sub, and the sub is, yeah. a, is, a, is a horrible little thing, because he shoots quite quickly and then do yeah. drops back down again. Yeah. But the speedboat will also run you guys over. And shoot. And shoot you. Yeah. If that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough, they'll try and shoot you as well. But the best tactic I found was to either shoot all the air, the, the aircraft that are trying to get you mm. and then quickly go down and get your guy when no one's around. But you only get, I think, 500 points for getting the guy out of the water. Mm. If you get the guy out of the water while they're shooting at you, it comes mm. up at the bottom a little a message saying, rescued under enemy fire. Yeah. And when you do the level, you get sometimes you get two or three guys you've got to pick up. When you pick the guys up, and you've done the level, there's still helicopters flying around trying to get you, you've got to land on an island, which is very close to you, you just quickly go on there and pull yeah. straight down, you land on the island, and your little guys get out of the plane, you get the bonuses. But if you've rescued them under fire, which mm. is a harder thing to do, because there's people trying to get you all the time, you get a thousand points per guy you've rescued. Yeah, so you can the same with as well, on the island. You get 500 on the island. Yeah, but as you're coming point? out, do you get that? No, no, it's, it's no, on the... It's on the when you've actually done the, the level, say you've done three, you've done the level, you get a little intermission, which sees your your helicopter trying to shoot into yeah. the water and the different enemies, mm. and it will give you extra bonus points if you've rescued them under fire, and it will tell you how many you've rescued. And I'm not sure how it does it, but when you've rescued a certain amount of guys, I think then you get upgraded, you get, yeah. um, you get promoted to corporal, and I think the highest I've ever got is Sergeant, but I can't remember how far you've got to go to get that many. Because mm. I remember playing this a lot better when I used to play it on the board, but it's quite a devious game. It's a hard game to play. You've got to stick at it. And it's different to what we played the other week. I found Mega Megazone very, very hard to play. But this game's hard, but I keep going back to it. It's got a certain charm, which Megazone didn't have for me. Well, Megazone's predictable, isn't it? This is completely unpredictable. You didn't know anything can happen on that screen at any given time. I knew one thing that was going to happen on that screen at one time. Those choppers are going to land on me. <laughs> they're going to fire... Because when you shoot them, for some reason, they seem to kamikaze at you. Yeah, they do. Yeah, definitely kamikazes, those guys. As I said before, it uses some early parallax scrolling, which was mm. then seen on a lot of the 8-bit games, where 
the background moves in a slightly different time to the foreground, yeah. and you, you sprites move around as well. It's quite There's a nice. Not many games like that, is there? There wasn't back then. No, no. this is 1983. Remember? Yeah. And it was a really nice little effect. So it's quite a simple effect, and the graphics remind me of games of that era, like yeah. Scramble. And it the sound of not depth, that. doesn't it? Yeah, I, I, depth I really it. like it. Yeah, it's an awesome little game. As we said, the game is fast and difficult. The enemy choppers start off in ones, mm. and you get them in twos, and then later on you get them in threes. I don't think I've ever seen four choppers on the screen at a time. That would be hell. Yeah. But you've also got the guys in the water firing at you as well. Everything seemed to be firing at you. Well, the little tactic I think you gave me was to shoot most of them out of sky set for one. Yes. And and then go on the the hunt for the little men in the water. Yeah. Go picking them up. As you said it, before, as soon as you start wiping them all off the screen, they just come back again. Yeah. So you just leave one on all at one given time. As you said before, it's risk and reward. Yeah. What I tended to do to get the thousand point bonus for getting the guys under fire is you leave one helicopter on the screen who will be firing at you and just try and position yourself to m just miss the bullets. Yeah. But then when you try and do that, he comes down for you to try yeah, and collide with you an as angle, well. Yeah, and they're quite hard to hit like that. And if you do hit them and they're close to you, they will mangle you. Mm. They will go into you and get you. But I, I tried to do that. Rather than killing them all off and just picking the guys out of the water for 500 points, I'd leave one on the screen, pick the guy out of the water whilst under fire, and you get 1,500. So you get three times as many yeah. points for it. There's also a little bonus screen. After like level three, I think every third level... You get a bonus where there's no helicopters at all. You get like about ten guys all fall out the sky into the water, and you've only got about three to five seconds yeah, to pick no as many up as you can. No enemies, mm. but you can still stuff your plane in the water mm. and die. Yes, and then you get no bonus and you lose a life. I think this is why you have to play it on a joystick because you just have to that little just tap, tappity tap. Yeah, you can't yeah. do it with an analog stick on a controller. No, you will stuff your plane in the water every time. Yeah. I think we do that. You said about the sounds. I mm. found them quite militaristic yes military sounds with the chopper blades yeah and you get some sounds when you get upgraded as well well there were just sounds for everything you were doing on the screen you know and it just there was no music as such anything at the end isn't there there's a little tune die. yeah some little tunes and they make some some quite nice robotic-y type retro-y 80s yeah. sounds when you put coins in as well yeah but the, which added no it music as such like most games have like the last one we just played megazone had that ticking music all the way through it. Rather like bit, 1942, yeah. 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 Um, you know, not many actual in-game play uh, sounds, for different sounds of what blowing up different things. So, yeah, I really like that about the game. Yeah, I do. The I love sound. the sound. Yeah. It was quite reminiscent of those early games. It wasn't It wasn't quite FM-style stereo music or anything like that, like Rolling Thunder was. No. But it, it, it appealed to me. Yeah. It was that 80s sound, which I quite mm. liked. I mentioned earlier about Minefield, which is a... I think it was an earlier game, slightly earlier. But it's obviously done on the same hardware, and I think even the program was probably very similar. Because it's you're reversed on it. You're a, a tank going along the ground, and there's mines in the way. That's the minefield business. And you can shoot things along the ground, up, down, mm. left, and right. You can shoot things out of the sky, which are trying to drop things on you as well. Mm. And you can roll over different bombs to pick up bombs to shoot upwards mm. as well. And that's a really nice little game. And that was next door to Rescue in Fun Spot. They had the two together, wow. which was really nice. And it's a similar game, similar kind of artwork, similar yeah. machines. That gets us onto our other question we always ask ourselves. Would you like to own the arcade machine? Oh, definitely, yeah. Is that going on your futuristic definitely, yeah. fantasy arcade? Yep. I'll yep. update that on the website then. It's definitely one for you, isn't oh, it? Oh, definitely. I think I'd have the game if it came up, because it is a rare one. I've never seen one for sale, and I've only played one ever in America. You didn't like the side art, did you? 
It's okay. It's, yeah, it's, it's quite bland. small. Quite a small side What's arc. What's got on there? So some I think it's got a parachuted guy and, oh, okay. and, and your, your helicopters and stuff. Yeah, it's quite a nice little thing, actually. Mm. But the actual game, when you play it with that joystick and the button in the right place, it plays really nicely. Yeah, I bet. I had to map my joystick to right hand, my right-hand little pinky finger because mm. that's the way my two-player was working on the, on the control panel. I think that would benefit from a, with a button on the top of the joystick. Possibly, but I couldn't yeah. reach my finger over enough to get it. And you don't use the, the bomb that often. Some those little, little buttons you used to get on the top. Some, you can, you can get... Isn't that on Battlezone you've got that? Yes, you have, you yeah. have, yeah, but that's a different kind of stick. Yeah. You can get them on ball top joysticks, you mm. can get them, but uh, I think just on the right hand finger is fine Yeah. for me. So we both like to own this game. Definitely yeah. a thumbs up this week then. Definitely, yeah. Awesome. So, what was your score this week? I beat my previous score, which I held for quite a while actually. It was 29... 550, I think it was. 29,550. Yeah. Yeah. Ash biscuits! Uh-oh. 39,125, yeah. I think I did. Super perfect. It's on your high score table, which you've got to defeat sometime. Yeah. And on, on a main PC, it Don't saves worry, it as well. Because well, this is a game I'm going to be playing a lot now. I've got my bar top. And when I get a two-player control panel back on my Naomi, I've only got one player on it at the moment, mm. I'll be playing it more as well. <laughs> Absolutely. So I've got a bit of a challenge going there. Yeah. Excellent. And next week's game, it's your choice, chum. What do you want to call it? Um, I'm going to choose iRobot. iRobot. Oh, another classic of mine from back in the day. I've never played it. Good. Excellent. I think you'll like it, Vic. So, that's about it from now. Nothing more to say? No, that's it, guys. Thanks very much for listening. And goodbye. You can download or play the podcast, view all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.tenpencearcade.co.uk or email me at vertvic at tenpencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can Twitterize us at tenpencearcade for me and at Nintendo Arcade for Alex. We'd love to hear from you regarding game suggestions, personal arcade experiences, or anything arcade-related you'd like to share.